This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jutera here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and fucking only, John Malika. <laughs> as he's on the men from being Brooke Lopez and going back to John, before we ask John how he is feeling today, you all know what it is. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. <laughs> If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We'll read it, okay? We'll, we appreciate it. We'll read it. It's all good. And if you don't listen to us on that audio and any of those listening, audio listening platforms, we are on the internet. If you go over to the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks, because we are partnered with Fansided and Minute Media, you can find our podcast over there as well. Also, we're on YouTube. Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. Find the page, subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And while you're over there, hit the like button. When you watch a video, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. Come on now. It's just fun. We like engaging with all of you. Make sure to do so. And while you're over at that YouTube page, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, co-host and our boy Chip Murphy. These guys go down everything. They're about to get into it. After this podcast, after this recording right now, they go over NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, PGA, MLS, you name it. They got you covered. I'm surprised they haven't done cricket yet, but knowing John, it's probably on the way. No, no, <laughs> I think I'm going to stay away from that one. Aussie rules, though. I can, I can, get, I can get on some Aussie rules, but no cricket. I'm off the cricket. All right. Maybe Greg. Who knows? We'll see. I got some Aussie we'll rules. I got some Aussie rules scarves hanging around, man. Well, you did go to Australia. I'm not surprised <laughs> about that. Yay. Oh, man, that's, that doesn't surprise me. But last and <laughs> certainly not least, before we get off too far off tangent, it's too early to go off the rails, right now, <laughs> as this podcast tends to do. I got Please my voice sure back. <laughs> <laughs> Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Mr. Malika, John, what's going on, bro? How are you feeling today? How's your voice? I would say I'm 75% back here. We're, we're, all, we're on the mend. The, my car. Not a, not a Jeremy Lynn 85%? No, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still under the Jeremy Lynn line. Uh, my car is, I want to see it. Outside. We're going to use it, actually. Filled with green. Oh. So I think we're I you- found the problem, bro. It's pollen's <laughs> everywhere. I can't, like I was like, Yo, what's going on? Like maybe I'm a little sick, but like I'm also like, there's no air outside. Everything's green, but it's summer, man. It's summer in New York City. The Rangers are still alive. Two two. All of our boys are there. Whether it's Obi and Deuce with Sauce and CJ, I, I, Zach Wilson going to Rangers. Don't forget IQ. Come on now, don't leave IQ out there. I, I said IQ. I said IQ. Uh, Zach Wilson. We'll have to get to him later. Going to Rangers and Islanders game, but we'll uh, we'll get we'll get to that in a bit. NYCFC, top of the MLS, doing something for New York. People saying New York sports is down, doesn't win anything. New York City FC, 
Won last year, top of the league this year. Yankees, you got your Yankee shirt on. Who you got on there? Who is that? You know who it is. He's not on the team anymore. You know who it is. <laughs> All right, fine. So, you know, Yankees top of the league. We got injuries all over the place. Our video producer, Greg, his Mets looking okay. Not really today, but in general, looking all right, looking all right. DeGrom throwing off the mound. Things are good in New York, man. Things are good. The Jets, I mean, we're in OTAs right now. Hopium all throughout, all throughout the Forum Park. Everything's great. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. You know, wearing the Yankee shirt. It's Brett Gardner. Gardy, baby. You know who it is. Yo, on we might anymore. need him, bro. I Listen, everybody was talking about how, you know, he didn't accept that huge offer uh, within our division. I won't even say well, what it is because it's disgusting. But now we have Florio, you know, playing center field, and he stinks. And we have Hicks out there, and he's in his own head. Yo, Brett Gardner might be, might be on his way back, man. We'll see. You better keep that shirt. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting rid of the shirt. I'm not getting rid of the jersey either. So, you know, feeling good about the Yankees. Good war the Mets. Good thing we got our video producer Greg on today, but good war the Mets in the first inning. <laughs> that was rough. That was brutal. But you know what? At least the Yankees got to be the first team to 30 wins. So we got that going right now. Shout out to Clay Holmes. That that's, my, that's my closer. Hashtag my closer. Hashtag my closer for sure, because it ain't the other dude. <laughs> it ain't that other guy. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get down. We're not going that far down the rabbit hole today. But Rangers two. I'm doing all right, man. Let's go. I'm doing fine. We the weather's nice outside. Sports is going on. NBA playoffs could be a little bit better. Good ward, man. It's just these. This is gross. It is this this round is nasty. It, like. It's not even Scott Foster, but it's like, I don't know what's going on, man. Maybe they can't have back every other night of basketball for these guys. Who knows? Something needs to change. Games aren't that, haven't been that great this uh, this round in the conference finals. But overall, man, it's good. Weather's nice outside. Went for a nice four-mile walk. Uh, so, yeah, I do that. Uh, yeah, man. Greg's looking at me like, uh, I'm nuts. So, uh, that's another story. <laughs> but we got we got our video producer with us today, Greg. Mr. Video Producer Greg, how you doing, bro? How you feeling today? What's going on? Dude, I'm doing great. I mean, Mets didn't play well today, but that's okay. There's plenty of games left, and I'm feeling good. Um, had a tough week in gambling last week, but <laughs> trying to bounce back this week's going a little shaky, so and just enjoying the weather when I'm not gambling. So getting outside, getting the pool open, doing some outdoor stuff. You know, I'm very happy. Very happy we got some nice weather rocking right now, so. This is the beauty about living uh, in. Uh, technically, you're not upstate New York, but a little further up the line. I'll take it. I'll take upstate. Greg I'll take upstate. Is upstate New York, bro. Yeah. Depending <laughs> on who you talk to, depending on who you talk to, they don't consider that upstate. Bro, yeah, past depends. exit sixteen. Past exit sixteen on the throughway is upstate New York. I hate like the people that are like, "Oh, Westchester's upstate." That drives me crazy. It's not upstate New York, but that's oh, neither here you. nor there. Thank you for th- thank you for defending my people. Hey, I try my best. <laughs> uh, but my goodness, having a pool ready, that's nice. That must be nice. Oh yeah. Gotta do it. But but guess what, guys? We're not here to talk about our social lives. We're not here to talk about the nice weather outside. We're here to talk about the New York Jets. And where else than to start off with than Robert Salah saying Zach Wilson is thick. That boy <laughs> thick, baby. Let's go. Not 
T H I C K T H I C C thick. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. And by thick, he means a quarterback that is now weighing 221 pounds. Apparently put on 13 pounds of muscle, which is monstrous. I don't know if anyone knows how much 13 pounds of muscle is. That's a lot of freaking muscle to put on. Good Lord. And when you watch the videos of him just going through OTAs right now, just throwing the ball, whether it's to Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson, whoever, he looks massive, bro. Like, this kid looks massive. It is night and day from when he was a rookie. And sometimes it's all you need is just one NFL offseason to get you on track, but not because he looks jacked, but when you watch him during OTAs too, He's looking a little bit more decisive, and that's what the reporters are saying as well. But let's start off with you, John. What are you thinking about uh, Robert Salah's comments about saying Zach Wilson is thick? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know I love uh, Coach Salah. He came in with the reputation of being this, uh, quote-unquote, leader of men, and we've seen it. We've seen it from day one. The only, I think, blip in the radar has been his his old comments about Becton, which kind of like threw us off a little bit. Uh, but Beckton's mostly blamed on Rich Samini, so we can go with that. <laughs> but otherwise, Salah has been, you know, pretty on point. I, I, he's he's recruiting his old players from almost every team he's touched. He's hyping up his team right now. Uh, Zach Wilson looks unreasonably great <laughs> at this moment. Like, his legs look huge. His face looks huge. He's zipping the ball. You know, shout out to Elijah Moore for coming to Staten Island for a little signing. Dude, the signing was it was like it was at a a Highland uh, like car dealership, dude. The line was literally like, if you had no like, I had no, I didn't even know it was happening. I'm just driving by, I just see a bunch of Jets jerseys like literally lined <laughs> up all the way. I'm like, what's happening right now? And you know that was that was pretty cool. Sauce Gardner has a signing coming up in Jersey. Uh, if you uh, are in with Gotham City crew, uh, I'm sure you can get some details on that thing on June 11th in Warren, New Jersey. So, dude, the chemistry is all over the place uh, with this team. I mean, it starts at the top with Joe Douglas, but then it trickles down. Like, Joe Douglas' season's kind of over. We'll get to some, you know, additions that some around the rumor mill, but now it's up to Salah to, to, you know, put up or shut up. And he's keeping all the chemistry together. We even see Quinn Williams, like, not holding out for a contract. Like, what a concept. Like, like, what a world that we're living in that, like, the D-tackle actually who we drafted wants to play. Uh, it, it's Everything is good, man. They, they, what that means is Q will trust the team. He trusts the general manager. He trusts the coach. You got Carl Lawson coming back off injury. You got Vinny Curry coming back off injury. The vibes are immaculate, man, in Florham Park. So these OTAs, I, I'm not looking too much into it, but I'm really hyped. I mean, even, like, Elijah Vera Tucker, right, coming out right away saying the Jets called him when they traded for Lake and Tomlinson and, and AVT himself said, yo, I'm hyped to move to right guard. We got an all pro go to left guard. It's going to be sick. Like, dude, when does that happen? I mean, we, we, we're hearing about players who play for teams for 10 plus years and don't even get a call when they're cut or when they're traded. We have players getting calls when we trade or call for somebody, for somebody else. I mean, the vibes are immaculate around the Jets. And honestly, my hopium, I, I, like I don't think it can get higher at the, at this exact moment. I, I think I am. I don't want to ever say ten out of ten because you always want room. But I'm like I, I'm like at an eight point nine right now. Like I'm, I'm just hopium. Like I am. There's still room for improvement. We'll get into that. But 
Fives are immaculate. What do you guys think? I'm feeling good, man. Greg, what about you? I, I did some talking, but what do you? How do you feel right now about the Jets' uh, state of affairs? Dude, my crazy feel, person? No, nah, uh, not right now. <laughs> not I mean, you start talking about like playoffs and stuff, you might be a little bit of a crazy person. But um, I've said plus eight hundred, plus eight hundred, Greg. Yeah, the value, gambling wise, there's good value. Just for a take, there's no, there's no odds yeah. on the take. So sure, takes sure. a little tough. But for plus eight hundred, I'm with you. Check us out, winning picks weekly. I think that's a great bet. Um, when it comes to, I think a couple episodes ago, and I've mean, I've said it a couple of times at this point, I mean, this is the most confident I've felt in a Jets front office and a head coach tandem mm-hmm. since I can remember. I mean, I feel like sometimes when we've had the coach, we maybe didn't have the front office or they weren't on the same page. When we had the front office, we might not necessarily have the coach. To me, I'm, I believe in Robert Sala. I believe in Joe Douglas at this point. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm very excited to see how Coach Sala can build and morph this team that Joe Douglas has put together, not only through free agency acquisitions as well as the draft. And let's try to make something happen. I mean, OTAs is a little tough because everyone's out there just doing little practices and stuff, so you can't really tell too much. But from what everyone's saying, from all the headlines, from all the press conferences, I mean, I was watching these, you know, Coach Sala press conferences, and I just can't get enough. I mean, he's joking, he's laughing, he's having a good time. But when he's asked a direct question, he's serious. He's not saying too much. He's saying what he needs to say, and he's moving right along. So very happy with him, very happy with Joe Douglas and what we've put together. I mean, we've talked about before, probably the best draft we've ever seen in our lifetimes for the Jets. So... Now we just got to put together. Now we got to implement. We got to get everyone on the same page. And it really starts with Zach Wilson. He's looking great coming into this offseason. So I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this year. I hope that he can take a step. He looks like he has physically, but can he do it mentally with slowing the game down, going through his progression, getting the right reads, getting the play out on time, and hitting the passes that were a little shaky last year. And some of those short, intermediary, and even deep passes were just a little off. So Hopefully he can line it all up and take a big step this year because God knows he has the pieces. He has more pieces on that offense than any Jet quarterback has had in the last 10, 15, maybe 20 years. So I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to roll. I love that. He's he's such a smooth operator, like you said. And what's funny about these OTAs is Salah is going with this kind of new vibe of not really trying. In these OTAs, is kind of like letting it run through. Which reminds me a lot about how Green Bay treated us during those um, joint practices, yeah. where they were just chilling and we were trying mad hard. Everything like Carl Lawson was called the MVP of preseason and practice because he was going like 150 percent. And then look what happened. Like I won't yep. say that, that the injuries, but like you know, we it, look what look what Green even in the preseason game. Like I was at that preseason game because I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers, and that's why I'm going to see Aaron Rodgers again this year. Like, how could I miss yeah. that? So when he came and ruined us in that first half, you're just like, oh, like that was just practice. Like you guys just weren't trying, obviously. Like this is you guys <laughs> trying. So I'm glad that we're starting to pick up this, like we're a real team here. We got a smooth operator at the top. We're not panicking. You know, like last year's rookie this, rookie that, like literally from the top down. But like now, you know, we have a sense of direction, man. That's a fact. And it's, that's why I'm like excited about the season, why, John, you know, you 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 put your hopium over the Jeremy Lin line of 85%, apparently, you know, if we really put it out. Uh, but 
I'm happy. Like, that is that is my Mendoza not, line. That is my Mendoza line. 85. It is the Mendoza line, right? Yeah. So, but when you look at like what this team has done, and Greg has pointed it out, like what is the last front office that we could trust? Like maybe Rex Ryan, Tannenbaum. And honestly, the last, like it was very questionable. Point of order. I, I hate Tannenbaum. I don't care who knows it. I can't stand <laughs> that guy, dude. Capologist, my butt, bro. I can't stand him, dude. Yeah, I'm so we, happy with we, the Dolphins. I wish he still had him. Sorry, I, don't yeah. tell me I like we like Tannenbaum. You don't like Tannenbaum. We don't like Tannenbaum. This podcast disavows Michael Tannenbaum. <laughs> no one's saying you have to like him, damn it. But but that's what the closest I am saying we got. That, maybe that is the closest that we got, right? Yeah. So and even when Tannenbaum and Ryan got Plaxico Burris, Derek Mason, all those dudes, because of the two AFC championship runs that they had, you're like, all right, these guys know what they're doing. And then after that, you're like, all right, these guys went far off the rails with not bringing back Braylon Edwards, not bringing back Jayco, you know, just keeping that same core that was successful. So when you look at the guys that we have right now, and it starts from the top down with Joe Douglas, when you look at Robert Salah and everyone that they have working together, and it seems like everyone's just taking on the roles. There's not a lot of overlap, everyone trying to do everyone else's work, right? That's where I'm confident. And the fact that players are enjoying their time being with the Jets, I haven't remembered a time where all the players really enjoyed it. Maybe when we had Fitzmagic for that one magical season when they went 10 and 6, maybe they were enjoying it because I they were winning. Season. But I hate that but, season. <laughs> but did they actually but did they actually genuinely enjoy being around each other? Because the following season we had that whole Brandon Marshall and uh Sheldon Richardson debacle, right? And yeah. when things were at its worst, you saw everything unravel. Things have been at its worst the last two seasons. And even when you look at last season for how bad it went, guys are still playing together. Guys are still trying to win. Guys are still playing for the head coach. Sure, it's his first year, but even when you saw from Gase to Salah and all the guys that returned, you can still be like, all right, there's a little optimism over here. So, Alex, what did you drink before coming to this podcast? Are you bringing up Tannenbaum? You're bringing up that 10 and 6 horrible season. You're bringing up Sanchez. You're bringing up Gates. You got you to <laughs> bring, bring in perspective, man. You got to bring in perspective. Five seconds ago. <laughs> what about Tim Tebow? Should we want to bring him up too? Should we bring up Mike Westhoff <laughs> and how he feels about Tim Tebow and Mark Sanchez? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, on, a, that's a natural transition here because. Mike Westhoff, special teams guy during that era, he came out and he's talking about how he's optimistic about this team, this year's team as well. But at the same time, he also started talking about how during his tenure, we, we all kind of knew that the special team was amazing and, and uh, we knew yeah, that the one defense of the was amazing. Coaches and that special teams was on another level. And the defense was unbelievable as well. But then he started talking about a little bit about Mark a little bit about Mark Sanchez, a little bit about Tim Tebow. I think the Mark Sanchez problem was about his support crew, even though he had a good offensive line, just the support in general. I mean, I know we had Sean Green and stuff, but like, come on. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's yeah, okay, like, come on. Yeah, an old Braylon Edwards, you know, he's not, he's not that guy really. So that's really the difference I see this year. So, I, 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 you know, I want to get your take on Mike Westhoff. But that, that's the difference I see. Like, yes, that defense was better. Yes, that special teams was better. But, dude, in general, 
all of our pieces fit together to make an actual successful team. There's no really, obviously from game to game, uh, one side of the ball is going to let us down, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, but it's not going to be consistent in my opinion. It's not going to be like, Hey, every single week, the offense sucks <laughs> or every single week, the defense sucks. Cause that's what I'm used to, man. Like when, when it was with Rex Ryan and Todd Bowles, you know, we're digging a little bit deep into our history right now. It was always the offense is so bad, but the defense is great. And that's why we switched to Adam Gase, which was a huge blunder. But we're like, okay, let's let's work on the offense because the defense is good. And it was always like, why always one-sided, man? And I finally feel like there's momentum on both this sides is, of the ball. This is definitely probably the most well-rounded team I feel like we have. And I know we haven't seen anything yet. And this is just like a lot of optimism. It's a lot of hope. We're, it's But... Honestly, truly. And that's why I brought up the guys that I did is it feels different. You know, we've seen it. We, we've seen, we've seen Pennington. We've seen Favre. We've seen Sanchez. We've seen Geno Smith. We've seen Fitzmagic. We've seen uh, Josh McCown. We've seen Sam Darnold. We're now at Zach Wilson. We've, we've seen it. Like we've actually gone through mm. these quarterbacks. We've gone through these different phases of head coaches, whether it's the Herm Edwards, right? Whether it's the Mangini's, Rex Ryan, whoever, we we've gone through it, we've grown as we've seen it, and it feels it just feels different, man. It just feels like this team is more well balanced, and I'm not even thinking that they're gonna they're gonna be this great playoff team this year, but it just feels like we actually have a legitimate foundation that's just not like I said. There's no overlap. There's no one trying to like get their agenda in or anything like that. It's just like allowing these guys to organically grow. And that's something I could finally say that I see. There's nothing weird. We're not getting these kooky press conferences. There's no one being so uh, boisterous uh, out in the press like Rex Ryan was. It's just, I don't know, it just feels like everyone's just happy to be there. Everyone's willing to work. And let's just see what how this turns out. I don't know. Those are just my personal feelings. And what, what, Mike, what Mike Westoff said, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't an even team. We knew the defense was going to lead. Special teams was the second best thing that we had. And then the offense clicked when we had San Antonio Holmes, Braylon Edwards, and Jericho Cotri with Dustin Keller that 2010 season. And that was that. All right, I'm, I'm definitely excited to read his book, though. I definitely want to see what he says about Brad oh, Smith for sure. and Leon Washington and that whole crew. Because he, he, he survived a couple of uh, coaching tenures, so it'll be interesting. But, dude, playoffs? Greg, this guy's talking playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't feel like this Mike Westoff guy really said anything like groundbreaking. Like, yeah, we get it, man. We we <laughs> knew the offense was a weak point the whole entire time. I feel like it's a little bit of revisionist history that like Mark Sanchez was like a kind of a game manager or this and that. Like he had bad plays and stuff, but he but he was doing enough to get us where we needed to be. I mean, we had some runs in some playoff games where we weren't really expected to win. So I don't Shout know. out to that Patriots game. I'll never forget it for the rest of my Dude, life. Patriots game, the that was our Super Man. Bowl. Are you talking about the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. That, was our, that, was our, that was our Super Bowl. The Colts <laughs> yeah. and Patriots. I mean, those games are unbelievable. And then we lost the Steelers. Who, Doug Bryan. Did they win the Super Bowl that year, or was it just when they were really no, good? No, Packers I mean, won that year. Yeah, yeah. Packers won that year. So yeah, we lost so. the Payne Manning. We were up at halftime, and then we also, and then the next time we lost uh, the Steelers because Doug Bryan missed three kicks like an idiot. I hate that. Yeah, game. so special teams this, special teams <laughs> that. It's like, oh, you know, what are we talking about exactly? We're talking about the whole special teams or this and that? Like, I don't know. 
I, yeah, like, I, if, if I can go back and change Ace Ventura, uh, Ray Finkel would just, I would just dub the whole thing to say Doug Bryan, and that would be me. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, I hate that guy with everything in my heart. So, yeah, I don't think it was anything groundbreaking. I mean, and just to be taking shots, I mean, he's just trying to sell books. I get it, but come on, dude. <laughs> oh, look, you so, got you got show, you got to have a little bit of shots. I mean, uh, you got Scotty Pippen taking shots at MJ, right? <laughs> yeah, that's legit. That's legit stuff, though. <laughs> uh oh. I mean, you're not gonna hear some praise from Michael Jordan here. We're Knicks fans, so yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's good about Michael Jordan regarding the Knicks is that he had the same agent as Patrick Ewing, so he always hyped up Patrick Ewing. But then he beat us, so like that's literally it. But speaking of this year's team, moving moving on and, and coming back a little bit to we talked about how they're rounding out on offense, they're rounding out on defense. But guys, we know about the glaring holes on defense. Finally, it's not the cornerbacks. The safeties have jumped up a little bit, right? Maybe it's not even the edge rushers anymore because we got Carl Lawson and we got Jermaine Johnson, and we got a couple, like, maybe it's not even edge rusher anymore. So that means it has to, right? It has to be linebacker. It has to be defensive tackle. We've been screaming at this before the draft. I feel like we've been talking about those two positions for about nine months now, literally. <laughs> yeah. And there's some rumors. I don't know if you guys are hyped about them. From my perspective, I believe the Jets have about six, $7 million in cap right now, like at the moment. But there's three guys that are rumored to them. There's the linebacker, Deion Jones, from the Falcons. Mm-hmm. There's Ogunjobi, who signed a massive deal, but then I think it was like $27 million guaranteed with the Bears, and then he failed the physical. Yeah, I think it was like 40 over three, but 27 guaranteed or something like that. Like, it was big. And he's from he's from New Jersey. He spent two days uh, with the Jets uh, this yep. offseason right now, so that's, that's kind of wild. And the third guy... Who also, oh, so he, uh, by the way, Ogunjobi played on the Bengals. So he has some familiarity with Carl Lawson, maybe some familiarity with uh, CJ Ozuma, our new tight end. And the last guy is Quan Alexander, who, as we mentioned, Salah is the king of recruiting, right? We got Solomon Thomas, we got DJ Reed, we got uh, Lakin Tomlinson, you got all his boys. Quan Alexander, a linebacker, he could, he could help us, man. If you guys had to choose one of those guys, because our cap space is, just, I think it would be a gift if we're able to even sign one of these guys. But if you had to pick one, especially based on the position of need, like where would you guys go? First of all, do you think we could only sign one? Because can we just like give him like a ton of like uh, signing bonuses and stuff, and then just sign him to like a smaller contract? That's my new favorite thing NFL team. <laughs> well, the, yeah, you can, but also. It forwards to next year. Okay. Uh, yeah, Douglas isn't. I don't think Douglas is the type of guy to really mess with the books too much. He already did. Like he already did with this year's signings. He already did kind of push everything a little bit to year two, year three, when you're going to have to re-sign Zach Wilson. So he okay. kind of, you know, balanced it out that way. Which is why we've I, we were yelling about how we were hyped to get a wide receiver. Which in hindsight, glad we didn't because of all the assets we got, but if we were able to sign a wide receiver to 40, 50, 70, <clears throat> excuse me, 70 million. Yep. Because he had opened up the books this year. Okay. So, yeah. So to answer your question, I'm going Ogunjobi. 
the D lineman, the D tackle really for all was on the Bengals, went to the Bears. Um, did it pass the best physical. player? He's the best player for sure. He's the best player. He's the he's has some familiarity with Carl Lawson. And at this point, I think I'm just trusting the Jets that they don't think that a linebacker is a position to need. I mean, they've said it a zillion times. Press press reporters are asking, fans are asking. You know, everyone's asking about linebacker, and they're like, no, we're good, man. Like, we like our guys. Granted, too, like, again, if they run with two linebackers, one of them, CJ Mosley, who's an absolute freak. So, wow, Greg turning the corner on CJ Mosley. Oh, he's an athletic freak. He's just not very, he just doesn't play sometimes, and I hate his guts. Okay. I mean, yeah. right. don't get right. me we're don't back. Get we're twisted. Back. We're don't get twisted. <laughs> and now we're grounded as a yeah. <laughs> When he just doesn't play for seasons on end, it's kind of tough to like the guy. He's good at football. Yeah. You know, okay. Everyone talks about how he leads the league in tackles and stuff. That's not a good stat. We should stop bragging about that. We shouldn't have linebackers that lead the league in tackles. Not only that, we're like the worst against tight ends and the worst against the running back. So, like, great. Yeah. Dude. And people conveniently for leave the leave out that he led the league in this tackle. Tackles too. So, all right. Um, so, yeah, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but there's some things too. Um, so, Quan Alexander, I mean, he's had an up and down career. At this point, I don't know how much we're really going to get from him. And Ogajobi, like I said, he just signed the, he was supposed to go to the Bears for $40 million. He was just on a championship run team with the Cincinnati Bengals. He brings some pedigree. He brings, I, I really still believe, even though we've signed a few people. Uh, still a big position of need because I'm worried about stopping the run. Like we were so bad last year. I won't believe it until I see it. I don't care how many people we bring in. I don't care how good we look in OTAs and preseason. I won't believe it till week four that we've actually figured out how to stop the run with this team. Cause we face some, I mean, Ravens week one, they might be the best running team in football. So <laughs> facts, we need people, we need bodies. Let me push back on that. Okay. Are you, are you worried a little bit about kind of stuffing him in between Sheldon Rankin's, and Quinter Williams, who's looking for a contract. I mean, this guy is demanding a lot of money, obviously. Championship pedigree. Quinter Williams looking for a new contract. And Sheldon Rankin was a beast. And he has he's familiar with the GM. Like, do you think that's too much? No, I don't think I think at the defensive line position, it's not too much. I think it's I think it's crazy that offensive linemen have to sit in there all day. A defensive lineman can just like play for one series or one play and then that's swap out. So, you know, that's uh, to me, that's just more pieces for Coach Coach Sala to figure out what the right matchup is, who's doing this, who's doing that, you know, what packages are we running, what plays are we running, and who fits best in those situations. So, you know, if we have three good D tackles and we need two every play, dude, give some guy a breather, give some guy to get his head right, you know, maybe he gets a little banged up so he sits out a series. I have no problem with that, especially on the defensive line. Man, I really just like that. I'm feeling Greg on the Ojanobi, uh on signing Ojanobi as going with the D tackle because I do like Deion Jones. Deion Jones is a beast, man. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't knock what he's done. I mean, he's been on the field for when it comes to snap count, no less than 88% throughout his entire 86% throughout his entire career being in the NFL. Max he did was his past season 98%. <laughs> okay. Ooh. He saw 1071 snaps on the field. All right, and he played all 16 games. Granted, he plays middle linebacker, which we already have a middle linebacker. We have C.J. Mosley, so that's the only issue, though. So I would like Deion Jones, but the issue with having C.J. Mosley on the books 
and having him as your linebacker right now, it just doesn't make sense to go for a guy who's going to need a lot of playing time. And then Quan Alexander, as you point out, he's been too inconsistent, not really feeling the signing. Also, go, once again, goes back to the linebacker core. And I don't, if the guys are fine with the linebacker core that we have, that's fine. I mean, you already have Quincy Williams. You were talking about CJ Mosley. And then you got, who, do we even know who the Will side linebacker is going to be? Do, do, do we know if it's going to be Hamza starting uh, at Will? Or do we have any idea? We're not exactly sure yet. Just injuries. I feel like my thing is that I would rather go with Hamza and like try him out rather than well, go with Quan the, him, and Sher- him and Sherwood were hurt, right? right? So they like to rotate in and out. Uh, we like to especially put nickel cornerbacks in there sometimes to like move it around mm-hmm. because people put too many wide receivers on. I, I just the only thing I really disagree with is that Deion Jones and CJ Mosley wouldn't make sense. I think that makes the most sense on planet Earth, to be honest with you. Like, Deion Jones and C.J. Mosley could actually guard the zone and rush the quarterback and be a run stopper. Like, that's what we need. I mean, Quincy Williams is cool, man. His brother's on the team. He had really good plays last year. But to Greg's point about C.J., there was nobody more up and down than Quincy Williams. He either had the best games ever or, dude, you are literally – I'm so happy I forgot which team it was. But what was the first play from scrimmage this year where he just whipped out a tackle? It was like, a, it was like an 85-yard touchdown for the other team. I forgot. I forgot. I honestly forgot. Thank God. <laughs> but, dude, like that stuff like really rings in my brain. And, like, what if it's a closed game and that happens? You know what I mean? Like, I can't handle yeah. it. You'd be like, oh, yeah, he got cut from the Jaguars. Of course. Like, yeah, I know. The really interesting thing about Deion Jones, a post-June 1st trade, which is in a week, so obviously it's going to be a post-June 1st trade. The rumor is that Atlanta, is it's imminent, quote-unquote imminent, that they're getting rid of Deion Jones. If they trade him, he's a $9 million dead cap for them this year, a $5 million dead cap for them next year, but they also save $10 million this year if they trade him. Like, that is the prototypical trade where everybody says, how on earth did X team trade for, you know, this player for, like, a fifth-round pick? Like, how does that make any sense on earth? You know what I'm saying? Everyone goes crazy. I don't understand NFL trades. There's collusion. What's happening? It's because he is a $20 million cap hit this year, an $18 million cap hit next year for whoever team gets him, and then Atlanta's going to eat money. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. complicated. It's complicated. So that's that's the kind of guy, Greg, where you get him and then you restructure, give him some bonus because he has like a 2023 roster bonus coming up too. Like he's got a lot of incentives in his contract. That's something you could work out. I just wonder if the Jets would be willing to pay like a draft pick for him. It just depends, dude. It depends if they're being honest, guys. It depends if are they really good with the linebackers or are they worried? Because well, I mean, am they worried did, to they death, man. I am worried to death. Well, they didn't address it in the draft, and maybe they're looking at it from the standpoint that you have C.J. Mosley on the books as one of your highest-paid linebackers. So why are you going to keep going back to invest in more linebackers when you need your edge rushing to be secured first? Like, we already have the interior uh, defensive line secured. They already secured their uh, their cornerback situation. Safety is, uh, yeah. Uh, but between linebackers and safety, safety, I think they're... Free safety. Strong safety looking good. 
Jordan Whitehead. He's a, he's a beast. Yeah, Whitehead Whitehead is fine. Free safety, you're right. Uh, still a big thing, man. We're talking about the big plays. <laughs> Free safety is where the big plays happen. So, Ashton Davis, I'm looking at you, bud. I'm not feeling too comfortable. <laughs> and LaMarcus J and Willie Parks. Nah, for of, sure. A bunch of Band-Aids. I feel like for the linebacker, I think it's I think more so it comes down to CJ Mosley and how much they're paying for paying him and saying, all right, let's just we can't just overspend there and we still need flexibility coming up. So let's not overinvest in one position too far. But with I, I wanna I wanna ask you a question. How do you see Deion Jones and CJ Mosley working together? I really want to know that because we play a four three. We're not playing a three, four. It's not that you have two middle linebackers. So how do you see that? How would you see that working? Me? I mean, I, I, again, I think it's the perfect fit. I mean, if you have CJ and Deion Jones next to each other, they're so versatile where the Jets, Salah, they all brag about having a positionless defense. That's what everyone, positionless offense. We don't care where Elijah Moore, you know, lines up. We don't care where Corey Davis lines up. We don't care where the cornerbacks line up. Like we can all move around. And I think that, or, and also with the D linemen, right? We don't care who's playing. We're going to rotate them in and out. For me, I know we spent two picks last year on Hamza and Sherwood. And I know you don't really want to throw those out, even if they were injured. And honestly, they played really well last year. Uh, they had, they had an impossible task and they made it possible. CJ and Deion Jones is, is so good that I honestly believe it's unrealistic. <laughs> That's how good I think that would be because our rushing defense with Whitehead, CJ, Deion Jones, and a revamped defensive line and actual cornerbacks who can defend, dude, I think we would have a top five, top 10 rushing defense all of a sudden. And then, it, and then and the conversation, of course, would go to, oh, who cares? Rushing defense, not a real stat. Teams who have rushing defense don't necessarily win. Like I'm really ready for that conversation because that's how the Jets were for like five to seven years, right? Like top ten rushing defense, and then we still sucked. You know what I mean? Like I kept letting up thirty yard passes, but boy, we stopped the run. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're like number one. Like I'm, I'm ready for that conversation if we have a Deion Jones, CJ Mosley locking up that running defense, man. And who are you replacing Deion Jones for? You're replacing him. Who Hams are you replacing? uh... I did. Who was it? Was it um? Was Quincy? Quincy will? I mean, it just depends again how they do, how they want to do it. Like if they want to rush one, if, like I don't want Quincy Williams in coverage, bro. <laughs> like please, for the love of God, like I just don't want him doing that. Like Hams, I could see whatever, but he's injured. John's really just on his Quincy Williams get off this team vibe. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's good for dude. He was a he's a cut player from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, like, let's keep it in perspective. He killed it for us last year. He had some amazing plays. He won for us a game, I'm pretty sure. Right? He had he, like, he had, force he had a couple. He had a couple. He had a he couple had where just, he had double-digit, like, 12 tackles, and you're like, whoa, okay. It's unbelievable. Like, he's fine. I don't. I definitely don't want him off the team. He, the, get the, the Williams brothers, fantastic. Like, no, but I don't want him to be my starting. Like, like I'm going to blame him for losses, Quincy Williams. Like, if, I, if I'm not here blaming Quincy Williams, you're going to be like, bro. We picked he's a waiver pickup. We can't blame him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Be happy he's like a he knows the plays. So that's that's all I'm saying. Like Deion Jones is a real deal, holy field linebacker. And all this means to me, guys, is I'm hyped to take that Atlanta Falcons 
worst record in the NFL. I, I'm usually one year off on my futures. <laughs> usually one year off. I, I think the Falcons are my one year off team. I'm hyped to take them. If they get rid of Deion Jones, dude, what is that team? What is that team? Marcus Mariota-led <laughs> offense. That's tough. Hasn't worked out for many teams in this league. Dude, Marcus oh, Mariota and Cordero Patterson is a tough look, bro. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says, dude. I don't care. That they Super do Bowl 2022, 2023. Here we come for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I don't it's care tough. that I don't care that Deion Jones ruined me last year, right in front of my face in London. I don't care that we could not stop Cordero Patterson. Like I don't care. I don't care that the tight end. I'm forgetting his name at this stupid moment, but he that was his breakout game. The rookie. Uh, the Falcons stink. Give us Deion Jones. How dare you talk about Kyle Pitts like that? <laughs> Kyle Pitts, I forgot. Yeah. And then um, give him give him the fifth round pick. Like imagine, imagine we wake up June second, and it's like the Jets trade a fifth round pick next year for Deion Jones. Oh, that'd be lovely. Or like a fourth, because that's like the, the comp pick. Because they're probably not going to sign a free agent next year, dude. That would be amazing. And we have to restructure his contract. Like th- that's where I'm going. I, don't, I agree with the Quan Alexander stuff. He's 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 old. He's a rotation guy, but he's free. Like he's yeah. gonna be cheap. So you know that's fine if we add him in there. To hang yeah, out. I had some time with the 49ers. Free so. isn't always good, my man. Free isn't always good. You know who else we got for free? We got Kemba Walker on the New York Knicks for free. How did that turn out? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We got Quincy Williams for free. Right, full circle. Yeah. <laughs> so he can provide something. You know, uh, Ogun Jobia, he would be fantastic. But to me, that's too much of a luxury. And my just at the moment. It really feels like Quinton Williams would be on the hot seat. I'm going to be honest. If we're going to give Ogan Joby like 25, 30 mil, I feel like we're going to start having conversations about is this extension actually going to happen? And I don't want to have that conversation. Should he be on the hot seat though? Like, what has he done? Yeah, see, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he did okay last year in his first year with Salah with nobody. Like, literally, no linebackers, no edges, like, literally by himself. I think no safeties, no cornerbacks. Like, it was just Quinton Williams. Yeah. He was alive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had a breath. Yeah. He had a breath, I mean, he said, this guy. <laughs> it might not be his fault, but he just hasn't done a ton. I just feel like that's always a story, man, with our defensive tackles. But can, can, hold on. Can we, can we also be fair? I mean, the first two seasons he was on this team, do we have to I have to say the name Adam Gase again? Like, come on. <laughs> and who And who was Adam Gase's defensive coordinator? The man who allowed a game-winning touchdown pass Against the Raiders, Greg Williams. It's one of the most electric moments of my life. (laughs) 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 We're going back and forth on that one. But yeah, I mean, looking at his stats, though, right? Three seasons in, two and a half sacks, seven sacks, six sacks. It's like good, bad teams. I get it. he, He led the team. Yeah, yeah, no, that's he what, did. That's lead what's the so team. funny about all these guys that we're talking about bringing in. Every single one of them would lead the Jets in, 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 in almost every defensive stat, including sacks. Every single one. We're like, oh, we don't know about this guy. Bro, he would lead your team in sacks. Like, what are you talking about? Like, should we bring in this guy? Oh, is he going to lead your team in passing yards? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, is he going to be in rushing yards? Yes. Like, you know, it's almost a no brainer for me. But it's interesting. And honestly, any of those additions I'm going to be excited about. Oh, yeah. Quan, Quan Alexander, number three for me. Ogan Joby, number two, because he's going to make me worry about other things, like the anxious Jets fan I am. But number one, if we trade a nothing 
for Deion Jones and we could restructure his contract. Now I don't care about CJ Mosley next year because he's probably going to be off the books next year. Now we're good to go. You know what I'm saying? Now we only need one linebacker to be next to Deion. Uh, CJ Mosley has a good year this year. Are we resigning him? Restructuring? I can see a restructure because he was there from the. He's like one of those guys that's was he the though? Was regime. he there in the Adam Gase years? Was he there? I mean, he did what we all wanted him to do. <laughs> Go away! <laughs> like we don't need anything to we're, happen with this team right now. I'll say they played one game in two seasons. I mean, yeah, actually, okay, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase. Where were you when Adam Gase coached the New York Jets? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me rephrase. He did exactly what we would all do if we had that option. <laughs> like, yo, you could for the first time ever. Just move your contract up one year and not play with Adam Gase? Like, sign me up, bro. Sign me up. Fact. You play one year with one of the worst coaches in NFL history who then went to go coach a high school football team and still had a losing record? That's a tough look, bro. That's a tough look. <laughs> Dude, if I'm a defensive uh, guy I, and my coach doesn't want to <laughs> go to my defensive side like during practice, what, what are we doing? And then fires your defensive coordinator? <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but yo, I gotta get you guys' opinions on this. We had we had uh as you know, first take ESPN, four letter, big brother, Stephen A. Smith, and uh I think it was Marcus Spears who was on today. They they're going back and forth, and Marcus Spears said he's actually being kind to us, Jets Nation. Uh-oh. Said, don't be shocked if uh the Patriots are last. In the division, which I heard that nah. and I was like, whoa. No. Nah. But then Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith came out here and said the New York Jets would be. And then went on his whole oh. monologue tirade that the New York Jets would be last. And how can we put how could you not expect the Jets to be last? Because what they've done over the last couple of years, da 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 da. Robert Sala was a head coach. He had such a great time out in San Fran being a defensive coordinator comes to the Jets and the Jets defense sucks this, then third. So you know what it is. Well, let me ask you guys this. Where do you think the New York Jets are going to end this upcoming season in the division? Don't ask me, Greg, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think third, I think it's Miami, the Jets, Patriots, not by much. And then the bills. So, oh, that's I see, okay, I see, I see what you did. I was a little concerned. The I was like, we're, we're close. Whoa, the Bills are yeah. taking that much of a drop? Wow. No, no, no. Um, I just, Miami, people talking about Miami, Dark Horse playoff team and stuff like that. It's like, dude, they have a brand new coach. They went through so much turmoil in the offseason. They have Tua. I don't know if I need to keep reminding people. They have Tua as their quarterback. I don't Music see to my ears, bro. Music to my ears. This defense, I don't get it. Like Mike McDaniels is gonna sign five running backs, and all of a sudden <laughs> these guys are gonna take off and be an AFC contender. Like, what are you talking about? Like Tyreek Hill's gonna know. be very focused in Miami after Tua doesn't throw to him for three weeks straight, I'm sure. Yeah, so I'm not I'm <laughs> not Tua doesn't even reach Miami. him down the field. Tyreek Hill's gonna be a little uh bother. He's gonna get screen passes for days, bro. Yeah, they're not gonna throw the ball more than five yards, and they're gonna have a they're gonna have a ton of yards with Waddle and him. I get it, but still, at some point, someone's gonna figure it out, and it's like not gonna work after week five or six. But that's my thing with the whole Jets. Like, oh, Jets are gonna have the second pick next year, and all these like way too early mock drafts. It's like there are so many teams with first year head coaches. I don't get how they automatically start out ahead of us. 
So Miami's one of those. Like, I just don't get it. And then New England, I think it's going to be close again, not by much because Josh McDaniels is gone. So Mac Jones now needs to learn a new offense, or maybe it's not a new offense, but it's the new person teaching the offense. Rumors have it it's going to be Patricia or Joe Judge. I don't know if that's true because neither of those guys are offensive guys. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on with that. I don't know if that's, that's just straight up a lie, well, if that's actually going to happen. Well, at least Patriots fans can be happy because as uh, one of the Patriots, as one of Mac Jones' teammates said, and this is uh, his buddy uh, Kendrick Bourne, he shout said, Kendrick Bourne, <laughs> San Francisco 49 shout again out, on the map. <laughs> shout, shout out Kendrick Bourne for this comment. He said, of Mac Jones, he's in the best shape of his life. His stomach is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Something to aspire to for everyone out there. Shout out Mac Jones, I guess. But I just don't get it, man. I just don't get the the Patriots. I'm not too excited about this season. Last season I thought was okay. But who are they throwing the ball to? Like, I still don't get it. So I'm not scared of them as much. Like I said, I think we're right there with them in that second, third spot. Maybe a game or two separates us. I agree with that. I think the Jets, I think if I'm being realistic, they're going to be third. They're not going to be dead last. And I think it's going to be Patriots just because the Bill Belichick effect, just going to edge out some games. Yeah. We saw it last year with them. They don't really... Well, like they have, they have two guys. tight ends. That's all. That, no, that, those are the guys. They got that's it. Ends. I know. I know. One, I know. one doesn't play, <laughs> and then you have a bunch of nobodies. Man, I do. Oh man, it's literally just Bill Belichick, but he hasn't drafted anybody in in three years. I know, it's, but it's, it's still it's the Bill Belichick effect. We thought we thought he was going to be. We thought it was like going to be bad last That's season. the worst part. Dude. That's the worst part about this whole <laughs> thing. I like him. We thought it was going to be bad school. last season with a losing record, but yet they still managed to manufacture some wins some way, somehow. And <laughs> I'm just expecting them to do it again. I don't look at Mac Jones. It's like some elite talent that's going to just tear up the AFC East. But because it's Bill Belichick, I just give him the respect that he deserves for what he's done. And that's really it. I think the Jets are going to be close and competing with them this year. It's going to be 2-3, as Greg said. Fourth is going to be Miami Dolphins. They're just going to be a, they're going to be a dumpster fire. I'm going to enjoy it. Dude, Cole Strange yeah. answered the phone. The boy from Chattanooga answered the phone when Bill Belichick called him and asked, is this a prank on draft night? <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, this is the team that's going to edge us out. Like, give me a damn break, bro. We had four first-round picks. I, I don't care what anyone's even. Brees Hall is in the first-round pick picture. Do you see a mead bucket? <laughs> no, like, I, I don't even know why he's in that picture, though, but I love it. Dude, like who gives there. a fuck? I love that he's there, and I love that he's ready to play right now. He's 34. Like, All right, let's go. Like, what are we doing? Was it 34? 34 is damn near close to 32. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy, dude. This is crazy. I don't know if that's like a precedent or whatnot. But... I love that picture. That, that, that <laughs> might make my background to the Jets thing next time. I just might blow his image up a little bit so you can see it better because that photo had me dying. That might be in Big Jets, etc. exclusive. Every time we're mad about something, we'll just post his face over, yeah. over something. We'll make a couple of gifts <laughs> tomorrow. So, so, John, come on, man. Where, where's your feeling on the Jets, man? Or are you just not going to – are you going to duck and evade this question? Yeah, let's wrap us up here. What do you got here? Where are you guys finishing? All right, so – well, I, th- I agree with you, Greg. Second or third for me. Yeah. So, I'm going to agree with you guys definitely on the fourth with the, with the Dolphins. And realistically – Okay, we're gonna be two three. I'm not. Here we go. Jed's gonna say number. John's gonna say number one. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we're gonna be 
Guaranteed the two. No, guaranteed the two. Just give me a second. We're not going to guarantee the two. But in no planet Earth are the Patriots better than the Jets. They're just not. The Patriots are not better than the Jets. I 100% agree. It's just Bill Belichick factor, though. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm going number two. I'm going number two there. The Bill Belichick factor is is his his rookie is one You see it in John's eyes. He really wants to say number one. He's like, we're better than the Bills. He wants to talk down the Bills just like he does the Warriors. He's like, they're not that good. They're not the number one betting option right now to win the Super Bowl, but they're not that good. No. Okay. But but <laughs> because they did so well last year, their schedule this year is brutal, man. Yeah. It is brutal, right? They start off the first game of the season at the, the champion Los Angeles Rams. Then they got a Monday night. Granted, it's against the Titans, but still, they, and it's extra rest, but still, it's a Monday night. I'm sure they're going to win. Right against Greg's got, uh, top ten quarterback uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, so you never know. You never know what happens there. Whoa. But we'll see. Seriously, we will yeah, see. Yeah, a lot like, of games that, to be played. Derrick Henry, you know, what I'm saying oh. Monday night. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But then, you know, uh, you know that it's a little bit easier. They got Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers. Then you got the Chiefs. Okay, you got your bye week. Green Bay coming into town. The Jets, whatever. We'll throw that away. But then, uh, by the way, Green Bay is a Sunday night Sunday night game. So it's going to be tough, right? Another one. And then whatever, a couple easy ones, Jets, Vikings, Browns. Dude, they got the Lions on Thanksgiving, the noon game. They got a Thursday against the Patriots in the very next week. And then they got a bunch of – and they got the Jets. And then they got a bunch of to-be-determined times with a Christmas Eve game in there and a Bengals Monday night. Like, that's a tough schedule, man. Like – I what team did I miss? Like, what team in there? You're like, oh, wait, but they're not going to play X team, and that team could really beat them. Like, almost every single playoff team they're playing, they're, they're every, almost everyone is in prime time. I think, like, the, the favorites, like, two to seven or something, they play this year. And it's almost all of them are in a prime time game. So, and on top of that, they're so good. They are the betting favorites that people are going to – not be sleeping on the Buffalo Bills. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go into every Bills game like, yo, this is the best team in the AFC. You know, if not, you know, at least top. So the only thing is they have potential to slip. I don't think they're overrated. I don't think they're bad. But I just think they have potential to slip, right? Uh, they do deserve to be the number one in the division. But plus 2,000? <laughs> plus 2,000 on the Jets? Like, how do I not take that, man? How do I not take the over five and a half wins, the plus 800 playoffs, and then just sprinkle on the division. Like, how do I not take that? Because the momentum is with us. I hate the other two teams. And then, <laughs> and then, the, and then the bills are, are actually good, but they, the whole world is going to be putting them on a pedestal, man. Uh, uh, that one in football, dude, how many times have you seen the favorite going into the year actually fulfill its promise? Besides the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. How many times? Patriots, the Chiefs had a couple, I think. No, dude, every time the Chief, every time they, they said the Chiefs are going to be good, they never made it anymore, right? After Mahomes won, he was going to win 11 Super Bowls, remember? Like, he hasn't even he hasn't done anything since. Yeah, true. Uh, and when the Ravens did well, it's, oh, my God, the Ravens. When the Rams did bad, the Rams are never going to do it again. I just feel like that's why they create the narrative so that there's, like, this parody in the NFL, you know, but... I don't know. Like, I just think it's always one year off. Like, you know, that's my motto. Everyone's always one year off. Like, the Ravens last year were terrible. I think the Ravens are going to be amazing this year. You know, I, I, I think, to be honest with you, I'm, I'll, I'll put this on right now. Like, 
You're going to say Bills, all this stuff. The Ravens are the best team in the AFC, like without a doubt in my mind. Even though they have no wide receiver, they have the best secondary in the NFL. They have, didn't they just get Kyle Fuller too? Dude, their secondary is unbelievable. They have a really good coach, really good uh, – one of the best special teams in the league with your with your, the, the best punter and, 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 you know, getting drafted, and they have the best kicker. They run the ball, like you said. I, I, I don't know. Like, that. that's my team to watch out for, to be honest with you, in the AFC. The, the dark horse, not, it's not the Bills, it's the Ravens. I love it. All right. And on that note, I think it's a good place to wrap up. That There's was first John's. Place. Oh, okay. That was, just Plus a little 2000. bit. Just a little bit. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Plus 2000 baby. Come on. So it's like, what, $1,000 to win like 200 grand? Yeah, or you could just parlay those with a couple things. Like, you just take it for a normal price. Take the Jets, the Ravens, the Yankees. You know what I mean? Just a couple. The Dodgers. You know, maybe even the Mets are up, up six games right now, and they don't have their two st- starting pitchers. You know what I mean? Sprinkle a little bit NYCFC if you want in there. A little bit of Liverpool, UCL, you know? Get something going. I like that. Yeah, Nadal, he's, he's playing on clay right now. If you don't take Nadal. Easy money. <laughs> you know? And then we got John uh, saying the Jets are going to be the best team in the AFC East. They're going to the Super Bowl. No. But those, no, I would never imagine the Jets in the Super no, Bowl. No, just the AFC. Well, I mean, some people are, I mean, who, who, who was it? Someone, uh, someone said. Uh, I mean, if we win, if we have a expect- home game. If we have a, if we have a Jets home playoff game, like that's my Super Bowl. That is insane. literally my Super Bowl. Like that, that's why I want the division. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it's really all about for me. It's about well, going you know, to had- a damn home playoff game for the New York Jets. I've never experienced that in my life. <laughs> like, well, you so- had Chris. I mean, you had Chris Collinsworth come out here saying that he could expect the Jets to take a Bengals type leap. So that's too from many Mr. Bengals himself. Like that. Too many people say stuff like that. Dude, five now and a half. Here's wins. a guy. Nobody's talking anything. <laughs> it's still five and a half. I think he jumped up to six. Sure, I'm sure when Chris Collinsworth was talking about it, he was like, and here's a guy that could take this team to the next level. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> a, little <slide>. <laughs> <laughs> a little slide in there. Oh, man. But, hey, guys, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I like all the predictions. John's got number two for the Jets. Greg and I are between two and three. I'm going to say three just to keep it solid. Greg, you're saying three as well. Yeah, I know you don't like him, John. John, Jed, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, you like Geno Smith on the Seahawks too? Why not? Sam Darnold says he's going to be the best quarterback. You like that too? No. <laughs> okay, fine. I didn't say that at all. What, what are you talking about? That's just disgusting. Maybe. You like Tom Brady to win the division? No. Saints John, all day. But, but Hubert does. <laughs> <laughs> But shout out to the Saints. Hey. Throw that, throw, the, throw, throw the Saints in your division parlays, folks. I love the Saints this year. Tampa has so and many. That's John's, and those, these are John's takes from winning picks weekly. So you know what to do. You gotta make sure yeah, you go over there John, and check that out. Some picks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hyped right now. John type. So this is we gotta end it right here because John's getting a little too hype right now. But before we know it, John's gonna have this team being on a five-game Super Bowl winning streak before no, this no, podcast no, no. ends. We just got to be 500. We got to be 500 for a while, bro. That's all I want. Let's be 500 for every a while. day. You watch every day. If you tune into this <laughs> podcast, one extra win comes along this way. John's gonna be like, "Look, this is gonna be." <laughs> That's a fact. If we don't win games, like, we're, we're already winning. Look, John, John's gonna be like, champion. Look, 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 John's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Teams gonna be seven and nine. Well, actually, no. Uh, was it seven and uh, seven and ten? Eight, no, eight no, no, no. Eight, eight, nine, eight, nine, uh, nine and eight. Uh, 
you know, 10 and seven. Next thing you know, yeah. you go 17 and 0. <laughs> yeah, because Alex, I vow to you this year, I will go on the road and we will win a damn game. Okay, we will win a damn Jets road game while I am in attendance. I'll go to all of them. I don't give a damn. <laughs> we will win one, and I will be there. All right. By the law, by the law of probability, yes, we should get one at least. <laughs> we better. We freaking better. Oh man, and we better win a freaking division game. Freaking Joe Douglas hasn't won a damn AFC East game since he's been with the Jets. Disgusting. Disgusting. But I think we rambled long enough. I think we rambled long enough. So thank you everyone for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. If you want to stream us on the internet, you can go to the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We are partnered with Fansided and Minute Media. So you can go find us over there. And if you don't want to go there, and if you don't want to listen to us on any audio listen platform, we're on YouTube. Go to type in Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. Find the page. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. When you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment. Engage with us. Add to the conversation. And while you're over there, we got another podcast. Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, co-host, and our guy, Chip Murphy. These guys go down everything. They're about to record right after this. These guys are dedicated. John, are you giving you some... Uh, Give me some teasers. Give me some info. If you like what he was talking about, I'm going to say, go over to Wayne Picks Weekly. Go, but if go, you like go Tom Brady in prime time, don't come over. Just stay stay in your own lane. <laughs> but, when you, but when you do go bed, make sure to do so responsibly when you listen to these guys, all right? Make sure to do so responsibly. Don't be like Greg. Don't be like Greg. Don't do it. Taking the Mets live to the afternoon down nine. But if it hit <laughs> plus 4,000, man, we're plus 4,000. How you not bet that? We have no quit in us, man. We never give up. No quit. There's only one team with no quit, and that's New York Rangers. Let's get that right. Absolutely. I need them, Alex. I need them to win bad for a parlay. Oh, my God. This guy's. If you're listening, you already know. If you've made it this far, you already know. You better go check out Winnie Picks Weekly. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to, to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Next Jets Accelerator podcast. We out. Well, Jets, first place in the division, baby. AFC champions. <laughs> yeah, right. My dreams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>